I don't think we're doing a good job with this, Bob. And it's good thing I'm not on the camera. <laughs> it's supposed to be you. It's supposed to be Bob. Yeah, today we're talking about forgiveness. Let's settle this thing. Roll the intro. This is the Unscripted Podcast. Hey, we just want to know if you've ever messed up a live stream before on YouTube or Facebook. Go on and click that like and subscribe button. Hit that button. like and subscribe button. Uh-uh. All right, Ben, I'll work on these cameras right quick. Hey, we're going to talk about our another parable today. We hope, we're glad you guys are with us. And uh, we're actually trying to split the screen a little bit. you got to hit Alt to do this. Yeah. This is what happens whenever I don't have my uh, keyboard. keyboard in front of me. Right. What's well, that keyboard? Ben's our producer. Yeah, but he was thrown to the wolves today. Yeah, I know. It, Ben's had a rough week. All right, Ben, let's go to this camera. So, Chris, did you enjoy vacation? It was fun. All right. The y'all, um, I saw y'all's... Uh, Excellent podcast last week. Excellent podcast, about? right. And um, you showed how good of ability I have at counting, you know. Uh, we have more. Yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of therapy sessions where Chris uh, was where Chris was counting before. Yeah, but what you don't realize is that. I can wipe you out anytime <laughs> I want, which you don't realize. That's okay. <laughs> what I don't realize is what? Uh. I've been archiving them about you. Okay, that's fine. I got plenty of ammo too, baby. All right. Well, I'm just well, it's in short supply nowadays. So I'm I'm glad we're on the same team. We can store them. I'm, I'm actually just lying, Bob. I hadn't been keeping a record of wrong. I'm so much of a better Christian. Than I don't you are. keep record of wrong. I just keep record of all the cool things you do, <laughs> like counting. Yeah. Does that impress you? Counting. Uh, one day when you, when you were. Uh, Vacuuming it up about last Thanksgiving. I got a video <laughs> vacuuming the floor over there. It was good. We might roll it sometime. All right. Glad y'all are here today. We're talking about forgiveness, and uh, I guess we're not. I guess we're we're not gonna keep you. You gonna forgive me for uh, playing that video last week of you? Oh, I'm fine. The um, I was just counting. I didn't ask if you were fine. I'm just asking if you're gonna forgive me. I don't have to forgive you, do I? Do I have to forgive you? Well, the Lord says. If you stand praying and you remember that anyone has anything against you, forgive them. Well, it looks like I may have to forgive you then, Bob. Well, all right. That sounds good. All right. We're going to turn to Matthew 18. We're rolling through parables. And we are uh, we're going to talk about this parable in Matthew 18. And I put the title on there. Ben, if you want to hit. Two, or I don't know. Surely you hadn't had me on that whole time, have you? No. No, okay. And uh, so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 18. And we're looking at this parable that Jesus talked about, about settling accounts. About forgiveness? Yeah, buddy. You know, forgiveness is, man, that's a. Let, let's start off. Let's let's say what forgiveness is not. Okay, what is what is not forgiveness? Um, It's not it's not um, telling somebody you forgive them, but then uh, reheating their sins for breakfast. So it's not burying the handle and le- I mean burying the axe and leaving the handle sticking out, so you right. grab a hold of it when you need to. Yep. Didn't Garth Brooks have a song about that? I don't know. Yep. 
He did. Okay. Yeah, about, can, about, can you sing it for us, Bob? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's about not leaving the not about not leaving the 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 handle sticking out, and that's uh, because that's what so that's what happens so many times is we want to. I want to say I forgive somebody, but then, oh, but I'll never forget. And and I guess in human terms, it's real hard for us not to for not to remember, especially the big ones. Well, and, and, and really and truly, you know, it's because that's the way we categorize them, the big ones, right? Yeah, right. You know, I may, I may remember, you know, um, something that really hurt me that somebody did, but it's because I categorize it. Somebody else may not think it's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, and the reason why, like, you go to these, you see these juries or whatever, and, you know, a, a lawyer will say something that he wants to get out in the open. Was it not true that you were convicted of this crime? Objection, Your <laughs> Honor! Yeah, yeah and, and all he's trying to do is pollute the waters. Right, right? Because, even if he gets it in there, he's still got the doubt in there. Yes. Like, the judge is like, don't remember any of that that he just said. Yeah, like, how, how do you do that, right? I mean, it's not like you can hit backspace and, and delete it. Right. And so, you know, this is a, a good parable for us to talk about with regards to forgiveness. So, what, what, where, which... Um, which one are you going to read in Matthew 18? Let's look at, um, well, I wanted to kind of stick with the parable side of it. Okay. And he gives, he gives instructions, you know, 15 through 20, but, but 21 he goes into this, what I call a parable. I don't know if it was a real-life story or not, but, but I'll look at the parable side of it. So, so uh, Matthew chapter 18, and we'll start in verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall I... My brother sinned against me, and I forgive him. Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like, that's why I said it's a parable, a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents, but he was not able to pay. His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I'll pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I'll pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into the prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that what had been done, they were grieved. They were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered into the tortures until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. All right, may the Lord bless that reading. So why, why do you say that for? Why do I say that? Mm-hmm. Because I want people, I want God to to bless it on the in the people's hearts and the, for God to give the increase of the reading of the scriptures. I've noticed you say that a lot. I don't know what the, what the, you know, the, now we say things sometimes like amen and, you know, the, like the old boy that said, and a woman 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That was just they don't even right. understand. Amen. They won't. Yeah. yeah don't no, I say, you know, I say it because uh, I just want, I mean, I'm reading it. I want God's words living and powerful, and I want him to make it alive in people's in people's lives. So, of course, I think all of us have heard the the magnitude of forgiveness, the what these two debts are, and I guess we'll start with that. When you're looking at forgiveness, you got these two guys that you know this this first guy needs to settle in a an account, and so he he finds a guy that owes him ten thousand talents, and and allegedly there's I mean this is an astronomical amount, so this this ten thousand talents would some would say it's two million dollars, some people say it's sixty million denarii, sixty million days wages, and denarii is a, is a day's wage, and and then we look at uh, the other guy that owes a hundred denarii, that would be a, a hundred days' wages. So, so the two different, the, there's major differences here uh, in this parable. And and um, with the guy that that wants to settle accounts, you know, you, you can you can really look at this, and we can we can break this down. But God's going to settle accounts one day. You know the the I was trying to find it here, and it's one of the prophets, and I'll have to look it up later. Somebody that's really smart can tell you this, but you know this. Um, you know it would appear to be that that Peter in verse twenty one comes to him, and and he's like, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother's sin against me? Up to seven times. Well, it's one of the prophets, and I can't remember which one it is. I was thinking it was Micah, and maybe somebody can chime in on our Facebook page and, and hit us up with it. But, you know, it's it's this idea that, that, you know, seven was, you know, six things the Lord hate, and seven is an abomination. And, and uh, the pro- I think it's Micah. But anyways, there's this, um, there's this idea that seven is as far as we need to go, you know, with something, you know. Seven is how many days the Lord created the heavens and the earth, you know all the seventh day He rested on all these things. It's it's there's some there's some thought that's went into this with Peter. In other words, he's kind of thought through this thing, and so he's going to go to Jesus and ask him. And you know that's why I ask him like, well, seven times is that how many times I should do it? And you know Jesus is like, well, well, you're keeping record by doing that. Yeah, you talking about like the six things the no, Lord hates? That's in Proverbs six, but. It's a, it's a, I'd have to, I'll have, I, if. Well, that, well, it, that was terminology that was used at times. That like six would be complete, but then seven would, yeah, it's no, even more. So six. No, six was incomplete. Well, six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination. There's yeah, a lot of times where six, six, somebody says six and then yes, seven. Yeah, so set, right. And, and it's the, one of the prophets that drives it home, you know, for these six things and seventh is a, you know, and, and he starts pronouncing judgment on all these nations around him. And I can't remember where it's at. You know, I, 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 one of our elders watches this show, all, our podcast all the time. I'm sure he'll chime in and let me know which one it is. But, you know, what we're seeing here is Peter trying to figure out, you know, how far do I have to go with forgiveness? Yeah. And, I mean, and Peter's probably being generous. Yeah, what do you mean generous? Well, like he's saying, Lord, I mean, how often should I really forgive? Because back then, I mean, it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If you if you catch a woman in adultery, what are you going to do? You're going to stone her or are you going to forgive her? They're going to stone her. And so, Lord, how often should I really forgive my neighbor? Should I do it up to seven times? Well, that's generous because really and truly, if if your ox, if it does, if it, if it um, gorges one of my slaves, you owe me 30 pieces of silver. Flat out, Jack. There's no forgiveness here. And so there's this, 
So this the whole idea is that G, that Peter would be being generous in an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth society. Well, I, I think that that was the kind of the common uh, understanding of that day, you know, because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to model themselves after the Lord's pattern in some kind of way. And so I think that's where that comes from, Peter, with this seven. And so Jesus is like, you know, if you get to this, this idea that you're trying to keep a record of 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 wrongs that your brother's done to you, you know, you're just coming up with seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, is seven the number? I mean, like, look how many times your kids have done something wrong. Oh yeah, how I many times it, I've done something wrong. Yeah, right. I mean, and and but it's I'm saying it's easier to to, yeah. to think about your kids, right. you know, because they're obvious things, mm-hmm. right? You know, and and because they're so little and the little the things that they do and. You know, Jesus, he's like, Peter, you're, you're missing the point here. But the good thing is that Peter asked him, right? So you see, I think, Peter's heart with this. Peter's asking him, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother? Now, I don't know if he's bowed up about something that Andrew's done to him, right. you know, or, or what. But but how many times? You kind of get to see his heart. Like, what what is – because most of the time, these questions like this are never asked by his disciples. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. They're asked by – Pharisees or lawyers or yeah. or you know it's t- Sadducees, somebody that's just trying to stump him. You know, I don't I don't think that's what's going on here. You know, Peter Peter still sees him as his master, so he's not going to. You know, I don't venture to say that he's just trying to stump him to look stupid. He really wants to know what the answer is. Yeah, because we're talking about the offended brother before that in those in those first you know five verses or fifteen through twenty. And so I think Peter really wants to know, Lord, how often do you really want me to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, up to up to seven times, right? And uh, and of course, so so Jesus, I mean, he he really just sets it straight for us in that forgiveness is something that should always be done in every circumstance. Period. And 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 that doesn't mean that there's you know like like we need to. Let's talk about this a minute, because like okay. I'm just thinking about what happened, you know, when you got here mm-hmm. this afternoon. The, um, you know, this morning we had a great class with our, um, you know, we started our first homeschool class today for our uh, Next Tech Academy. So we had, you know, about a half a dozen kids here this morning, and it was a great time. The kids were learning some unique things, and you know, we have a Bible study together. Well, last night while. Um, Andy, I believe it was Andy, was doing our, you know, uh, our characteristic kickoff. Man, he did a good job, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. So this guy shows up that you had met before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when you met him before, what was the circumstances of you meeting him? Well, he was somebody who we had, we'd helped to the church and somebody that, um, you know, studied the Bible with several times and, you know, just one of those people that just had some, some real struggles in their life, some big challenges to overcome. Yeah, and and uh, drug addiction was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the today, you know, he came back. Uh, one of the kids let him in, kind of when they were leaving. You know, he, I don't know how long he'd been here, but they let him in while they were leaving or whatever. And I see him just show up in the cafeteria, the mm-hmm. chat. What do we call it? Fellowship hall. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I figured he hadn't ate. I said, "Have you had anything to eat?" No. Well, Ben and I went and got some foods that we could feed people with, like hot meals. Mm-hmm. So I gave him something to eat. Sat down with him and talked to him. And he needed to get in touch with the Social Security office, and he told me, and um, that he said, um, "I'm not willing to give up drugs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not willing to give up my my methamphetamine habit." And you know, he had some you know a lot of crazy reasons why he wasn't going to do it, but I cannot help that guy anymore. Right. 
Not, not at this point. That, yeah, right. that, exactly. I can't help this guy right now. But that doesn't mean that 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 the Lord doesn't want to forgive him, right? Right, right. The Lord wants to forgive him. And that doesn't mean that you can't forgive him. Exactly. You can forgive people but still hold them accountable for situations. Exactly. And and, because, and, and for that reason, there's nothing that I – you know, if, if he's not willing to – to give up his his methamphetamine, there's nothing I can do for him. I'm yeah. not going to hold that against him in the right. sense of like, like I don't get to pass judgment. Yeah, on him in the in the sense of like you're going to hell, right? Mm-hmm. But I do know that it's my responsibility as a as a member of the Kensington Woods Church of Christ that we use our resources. Yeah, you're not going to cast your pearls before swine in yeah. that moment. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so you know what what when we talk about like burying the handle, burying the axe, and leaving the handle sticking out. It's because we deep down inside think there may be a point in the future that I want to have ammo mm-hmm. to use. Well, yeah, we want leverage. Yeah, and, and that's not what I'm. That's not what we're talking about with this guy. He's just mm-hmm. at this point, he's just unhelpable. I'm not holding that against him. Yeah, he's just physically cannot be helped while he's in his drug addiction, while he's in his addiction right now. But when we're having a struggle, like if you and I have a struggle or something like that, and, and you're so good about this, you know, this whole love keeps no record of wrong, that you know, that's that's his idea that that when we're when we're the kind of people that are going to be forgiven, there's no re- there's no accounting of it then. I don't get, you know, it's not like seventy. Then Jesus didn't mean seven. I mean, what's seventy? Four hundred ninety. It's not like it's like all right. 490. Let me write this down. Yeah. Keep this as a record. Yeah, right. exactly. When you get the one, it's finally like, you know, yeah. that's not the way that goes down. You know, so that's not what we're after. It's just about this idea that that I can't hold this against you. And, and what this is to me is this just makes all the world's problems about me. So when somebody's wrapped up in sin and in and, and, and their lives and, and I happen to get caught up in the middle of their sinful problem, whatever it is, and they quote unquote sin against me, as Peter's saying right here. They're the one that are doing wrong. I just happen to get caught in the crossfires with it. They're still doing it wrong to God, even though I'm the one that got caught in the middle of it. It's not about me. See, when we get to this point that we demand some sort of forgiveness for our sins, for you know, for what you've done to me, right. then I sit in the seat of judgment. That's right. And I say, Bob, you've got to, whatever, you know, do this thing because you've done this against me. When David killed Uriah and, and, he, and he set whole Israel's army at, at, at folly and, and got him drunk and knocked up Bathsheba, I mean, all this stuff he's done. In Psalm 51, he said, against who? You, Lord. And you alone. Right. I mean, like, the, but there was all this collateral. Yeah, David damage. had sinned, right, had sinned against the Lord. Yeah, but all this collateral stuff. And so, you know, when we when we look at somebody doing something wrong to me, you know, you, we, we got to look at them with the eyes of pity. Because if I can look at them with the eyes of pity that they've done something wrong to me, that'll change the way I treat them. Yeah, when, when we had we had the thinking about godliness, and that's the sermon that I brought was, was with the triangle is, I want to look across the bottom of the triangle at somebody else. Yeah, the else. one you done with the whiteboard. Yeah, but then, but the whole idea is that I got to look look through the eyes of God to right. see to see my brother, and when I do that, I can forgive him. Yeah, and and I, you know, I was telling, you know, we I told this story Sunday morning about, um, you know, Leslie and Jamal, you know, because they're mm-hmm. staying with us right now or whatever. I'm, I'm not even sure what's going on to be honest with you. Yeah. Like my yeah. door's a revolving yeah, door. Yeah, their right house now. got their house got flooded and. 
yeah. in Louisiana with the hurricane. Yeah, well, what you don't know is the reason why when Leslie came to me and she was like, I just want to make sure that this situation with Jamal is going to be genuine because what happened before that was there was a boy that I worked with and the boy that I was working with, he worked right beside of me. We had started studying together and he'd been coming to church with us about six months and he calls me and wants to be baptized. Well, on the way now, now in this six month period, him and Leslie kind of got sweet on each other. And this one's not Jamal, right? This is not Jamal. Okay. Yeah. And his mama, on the way to be baptized, uh, he was going to be baptized His and just a couple nights before. He's like, I've got to tell my folks these things. I've got to get mama to know this. <sighs> mama dies on the way to be baptized. Mm. And so this is lingering over his head, right? And I remember him screaming at me in the shop, you know, just a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. And... I remember thinking, like, you know, most of the time something like that would get me bowed up and make me want to fight. But I knew how much hurt was behind what he was saying there, and it really changed the way that I could look at it, and I could look at him with pity. And and so when somebody does something against us, if we can take ourselves out of it, because I remember that situation thinking, like, Chris, you know, there's a lot of people that are seeing this and seeing him holler at you and make you look in their eyes stupid, but, man, there's a whole lot of hurt behind those eyes right now, and you know more than anybody else does. It changed the way that I looked at that situation. Yeah, and and there's a there's a thing where where some people would, would want that guy. Some, in some areas of the church, some people think, well, man, if that guy doesn't come to Chris and, and say, I repent, then Chris can't forgive him. Right. And and there's a and and there there certainly are some scriptures that that could lean people that direction. But I want I want to look at two scriptures right quick to to help some people because this this is an issue in the church in the Lord's church today. The struggle of forgiveness. So you look at Luke seventeen and verse three. He says, "Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him." If he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. So so some people think, well, if he repents, then I'm going to forgive him. Well, first of all, this also says if he sins against you, you rebuke him. That means you got to go to him. But the other thing is, is it doesn't say if and only if he repents. Now, and, and here's the reason why. Because so, Jesus also says in Mark 11, and this is the scripture that I kind of halfway quoted a minute ago. But Mark eleven twenty five, he says, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your heavenly Father, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. He says, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. What you're seeing here, the way I see it, is you're seeing. So our friends in the denominations, they're, they're very good at taking a verse and applying it to the whole realm of doctrine. Mm-hmm. So like Ephesians 2 and verse 8, for by grace you're saved yeah. through faith, yeah. you know, not of your, you know, not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, 
if that's if that's what we're going to say is the way that we're saved, then that means that any other verse that would deal with salvation is obsolete. Is obsolete. Yeah. Right. Well, this verse right here that you read in um, Luke a minute ago, it, it's it's really the same thing that's going on in Matthew eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, before this this parable with uh, Peter. Right. And and it's this idea of you know you sin, Bob. I'm gonna go to you. Well, if well if you won't hear me, then I'm gonna take Ben with me. Right. You know, because because Ben's gonna maybe us together. You know, we can convince you of your folly. And and then if you can't if you can't if if us a team doesn't work, then we tell it to tell it to our congregation. Yeah. You know? And and the whole idea is this not so that this guy will say, Hey, Chris, I'm sorry, but you're forgive me. It's to it's to convict them of their sin to That's go right. let's stop sinning. That's right. And so, you know, this idea in Mark 11, you know, this precedes all that, right? So by grace are we saved? Yes. But does that mean mutually? I mean, Romans 8, Paul says we're saved by hope. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I'm going to hope my whole life I'm saved and then get to heaven? No, that's not the case. You know, those things aren't mutually exclusive. And, and, And so in Mark 11, just forgive them and walk away from it. When you stand praying... How often do you pray, bud? That's right. <laughs> well, that's, that's hopefully it's multiple times a day. And so whenever you're staying praying and you remember, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. You know, it's it's real hard. The, the, there, there's a guy who shot and killed one of my best friends um, in 2010. And it was a, it was a bad situation. But, but nevertheless, this guy who murdered my friend, he did not know. And I, when I say murder, he shot him in the back of the head with a forty caliber pistol. He didn't get convicted either. And uh, and so, and I'm not going to get into the realms of all that, but the, the whole thing is, is this guy does not know the friendship that he took away from me. How does he know to come to me to, to say, I'm sorry, Bob? And, and, and so you think about those things like if somebody's – forgiveness is conditional on you then that means that we constantly dictate those terms of surrender for every collateral event that happens around us right and you know what that does it makes us god yeah because you remember what you know over and over like you said eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth i mean the reason why jesus goes into all that stuff on the sermon on the mount is like those things were for lawyers anyways right they weren't for you guys to just sit here and muddle this thing out. You poke my eye out, I'll poke your eye out. That's not what it was about. You know, from the old to the new, God has always says, vengeance is mine, I'll repay. And, and there will be a day of reckoning that will repay. But what he looks at is in Matthew 18, he's drawn this parable, right? This parable of, of somebody that that you just think about this, this person right here. You take somebody that has been settle account, Right? Verse 24, when he began to settle accounts, one who was brought to him owed 10,000 talents, but he was not able to pay. Then he fell down to his master saying, have patience with me and I'll pay you all. Well, there's no way. No matter what, you know, little scheme of mathematics you use, it's it's an insurmountable amount. That's why it's immutable. You know, it's like, it ain't like, you know, a thousand bucks, right? We can work that out some kind of way. However, it works out. But we're talking about somebody that's got an instrument. You will never, ever, ever give anything in return for your soul. Nothing. There's nothing that you can have that you can offer God on the day of judgment and say, Lord, I'd like to exchange this for my soul. It's all his anyways. <laughs> it ain't going to cut it. The only the only thing that, that is important about forgiveness, at least what Jesus says, 
is the fact that if if I have something that I hold against you, that if I don't forgive you of it, it can cost me my soul. Exactly right, and and so that's why he goes on to use this guy that who owes, this guy that owes him a hundred denarii. Yeah, and, and and that's us, you know. That's me going, Chris. You you know you you owe me all this, you know. Yeah, and they grab thing, whatever it is, whatever this small thing is. That's right. It's a hundred days' wages compared to millions. Yeah, and millions of days' wages. Unsurmountable, you know, just insurmountable. A, yeah, just something you'll never be able to pay back, and and so that's what he's trying to get him to see is like you. You guys down here, no matter if you get your 70 times 7, it'll always be a molehill. Yeah. You're t- comparing a mountain to a molehill here. Anything that anything that I'm not forgiving somebody of in this world, it's a molehill to the Lord. And, and, and I don't know. I mean, like, Jessica and I, you know, we, we look back and, and we think about some of the things that we've bickered over before. And that we just laugh at them now because mm-hmm. they're so stupid, you know. And so we ask ourselves these questions sometimes. Is this going to matter in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this really going to matter in 10 years? Because, you know, what happens is when I get my feelings all bowed, you know, because, you, you know, you, you think about you, you know, your wife and how great of a job she keeps your home and, 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 and keeps everything up. And I'll get mad at her for for losing something of mine, right? And she's yeah. just put it away, right? That's all she's right. done. And, and I get mad because I can't find it, and she'll want to, you know, she's put it away in the place it needs to go, and I'm mad at her because she didn't leave it where I left it at, in the wrong place, right? And so we get all twisted up and want to fight, and you think like, Chris, you're being stupid again. You're taking something that's not going to matter in 10 years, and you're making it to something that can break us right now. Yeah, but it's it's hard. I mean, forgiveness is real tough because there's a lot of people who've had a lot of things taken from them. And so wherever you're at today, if you're listening, I mean, some of you have gone through some really big struggles. Like some people have stolen some things from you. You might be a, a victim of some kind of sexual abuse or or other kind of abuse. And and there's just there's a lot of struggles and there's a lot of there's a lot of a fear and a lot of things that that come with those things but there's only one way that, that you'll eventually have peace and that's that's through the lord and we just encourage you just just to forgive them and and us in the church like we got to be there's people chris who will literally sit on one side of the church aisle and somebody who sit in the pews on the other aisle and they literally can't stand each other isn't that a sad thing it is horrible and I'll tell you right now, you're in judgment of going to hell because you're not forgiving your brother. Yeah. And that's one thing the Lord hates. I mean, discord among the brethren. Well, and it's it's forgiveness is the crux of Christianity. Yes. For, there, there is nothing. That's the, that is the story of Christianity. It all hinges on it. It all hinges on forgiveness. And so that's why this guy uses this boy over here that, that gets forgiven this great big old task you know, something he can't do. And when somebody comes along for his little old piddly amount, he can't do the same thing to him. He doesn't really appreciate right. what was given to him. And that, and that's and that's me. That's what we do is is we're like I can't we we can't ask we can't do anything for God, like you said, to, to get him to forgive us. It's an insurmountable amount. But then I'll look at this guy right over here or this person right over here and go. Man, you owe me big time. Yeah, man, you got you got a. I, I'll tell you, I've seen situations. To be honest with you, Bob, 
that are so scary to me now thinking back on them. I know of a situation in a church that caused a whole heap of problems in a church where two people were involved in a sin, and one of the other members completely uninvolved in that sin said that this the the lady that was involved in this sin, she didn't go far enough in her repentance. Oh, yeah. Because I'm God. I mean, just think about that. Yeah. You know, just now, now I, I get it. There's got to be fruits of repentance. I, don't get me wrong. There needs to be. There needs to be evidence. And there needs to be evidence of a lot of things. But it. But you're still sitting in the seat of, of judgment, and you're just as wrong and just as much sinning when you're in that position. And all the problems that it caused. One who sows discord among the brethren. Seven of, things God hates. One of those seven things. And so if you're not forgiven, trust me, you're sowing discord among the brethren. So, you know, this, this parable here. At the end of it, you know, you get to see this parable of judgment, right, in Matthew 18. This is one of my favorites in the Bible, too. Because it, it's like, there's nothing God won't forgive you over. Like, it's just so huge. It's like, when you're trying to talk to somebody who's really made a wreck of their life, look at this, 10,000 talents. You know how much that is? And you, you could just really just spell it out for people, and it's like, God is willing to forgive that. Well, but then, and then here's the other side. We need to be willing to forgive somebody else for their little molehill. Well, and that's why the, and it, the verse 26, this servant falls down before him and says, Master, have patience with me. I'll pay you all. I mean, this guy knows he can't pay it. Yeah. But this guy's falling down at his feet and saying, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. I'll spend as much time as I got to spend and give as much as I got to give and do as much as I got to do to pay this thing back. And he says, "Don't just don't worry about it. Yeah. It's okay. And then at the end, the master, verse 32, he says, after he had called him, said, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you what? Beg me. Mm-hmm. Because he begged him. God, please forgive me. Not because that he thought he could pay it back. Not because he thought that, that this guy may. I mean. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, dude, you can't pay this back. Yeah, and and, and, and I bet you this dude ain't going to be his accountant no Says more either. Move for compassion. Move with compassion. Yeah, he begged him. He said, that's why I forgave you. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torture until he should pay all that was due to him. And you know what he also takes with him? Look in verse um, oh, yeah, his family. 25. Oh, yeah. He wasn't able to pay, commanded to be sold with his wife and his children. And that's the whole idea is that, is, is that you, if you're holding back forgiveness from somebody, it's really it's going to affect your family on a lot of levels. And, and, and everything around you. You know, because, you know, we think about family, we think about wife and kids or something like that, but but it affects all those people in your community, all those people around you. You, you think about if we could, if we just decided to wake up tomorrow, there's a, a, a I watched this, you know, Jessica is a rocker and she loves the, the all this like 60s and 70s rock music. And we watched this movie. I thought you meant like on the porch, like on rocker. <laughs> well, we, I didn't know. We do that. Just We love that. Too. She loves rock and roll. Yeah, rock okay. and roll music. Yeah. And there was a movie that came out a couple years ago about this guy that wakes up one morning and nobody's heard of any Beatles songs. And so he he's sitting out there and he's like strumming a Beatles song and somebody comes along and they're like, that is the most awesome song ever. And he can't figure it out because he doesn't know that everybody – has never heard this song before, mm. right? And so then he goes on and he's no This sounds oh. like a great movie. So he goes on to play all these <laughs> Maybe you could sing some of them for us. 
the um, the uh, so he goes on to play these songs and becomes this big famous you know star or actor or, or whatever uh, mm-hmm. you know musician. Well, well, think about how much we would heal, how many problems we could get over instantly if tomorrow morning if we all woke up and we were all the exact same color. Mm-hmm. If we were all the exact same color, that there was no more a race issue. If we if we forgot everything that ever happened with race, how, how much would that change tomorrow's news media? Oh, yeah, it changed, it changed loads of things. We would still mess it up. Uh, absolutely, we'd mess it up. There's no doubt about it in my mind that we wouldn't mess it up. But what I'm saying is what if we could just forget all that stuff? What, what, there's no doubt Satan would sow discord again. Yeah. There's something else that would come along. Right. I mean, when when hotel people hate each other, even if they're the same color, they hate. Yeah. Each oh other. yeah. I mean, when right. the the hotel Rwanda thing with the Hutu and the Tutsis and at Tutsis, Tutus and Tutsis. <laughs> Am I saying that right? I don't know. I don't even know. I know what I hotel said it Rwanda exactly was. right. And and <laughs> the um, the uh, the in the the Hutu and the Tutsis being gave me the thumb up over there. They're fighting. You know, they go into into this genocidal rage against one another. Yeah. And they're killing each other with machetes. And and I'm looking at these two people, and they look exactly the same to mm-hmm. me. But they could look at each other and tell that one of them's nose was a little bit wider. Right. That That's how they could that's tell. That's how it. they tell the difference in tribes or whatever. I couldn't yeah. tell the difference in right. them. You know, but they could. Yeah. Right. And so we'll always figure out something to twist ourselves up about. But here, you know, God's just trying to use this thing, like this idea, like so many problems can be fixed with just forgiveness. Just walking away from it. Just leaving it alone. And he says, So my heavenly Father will also do to you if each one from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. It's got to be from the heart. This is the Unscripted Podcast.